0: Have you ever been playing a video game when your character suddenly appears inside a wall? Now imagine how painful that would be if it happened to you in real life. This world is a strange one. Glitches aren't reserved for just video games. Glitches can happen in our world. Things appearing from nowhere, haunting noises and movements going on when no one is around suddenly missing hours of your time. If you've experienced a glitch in reality, you know just how terrifying it can truly be. But if you haven't, then you'll enjoy these allegedly true stories of real life glitches in the matrix of reality. But first, do you have a real werewolf sighting? Send your story at reddit.com r slash darkness prevails but if you also have a hilarious story that would make me laugh until I cry, you can send it to my new subreddit at reddit.com r slash funny I'd love to read some funny stories here and there sometime. Now, let's hack this lame video game of life and see what happens. Number one, Ghost or the Matrix, submitted by The K-N-S-Y-2-K. This is something that happened to me a few times before, but I usually always dismissed it. But this situation that I went through, I now believe it to be a glitch in reality. I was home with my cousin. He decided he was going to the grocery store to buy something to drink. I was playing some music on my computer, so I just nodded my head and told him okay. Around 10 minutes later, I heard the dogs barking, so I got up to see who was at the door, but I saw no one. Being extremely curious, as I was by myself and felt a little bit vulnerable, I locked the door and then I turned down the music and went on browsing the internet. I started to wonder, it's been around an hour and my cousin hasn't gotten back yet. I was beginning to get upset because I thought he was using the opportunity to look for his friends and left me alone. But about 10 minutes later, I saw him walk in. Irritated, I confronted him, asking him why it took so long. He said the closest grocery store never had what he wanted, so he had to go out further. I said, fine, but you still took forever. It never dawned on me how he got in the house, because as I said before, I unlocked the door and he doesn't have a key to the place. I never even thought about it as I was probably just too upset at the time. He then walked back to the room. I went on doing what I was doing when I heard another knock at the door. I heard the little girl from next door. I shouted to her that the door was open. Then I heard her struggle with the doorknob and she yelled back, I I can't get in, I think it's locked. I shouted to my cousin to ask him to get the door, but then I heard his voice and the girl's. Somehow, he was outside with her. That didn't make any sense. He was just right in here with me. I had just been talking to him. Very creeped out and confused, I got up and opened the front door. There's the neighbor girl and there's my cousin. He had a plastic bag in his hand. I asked him how he got back inside without me hearing, and he looked at me confused, saying that he hadn't gone back in yet, that he just got back from the store. I don't know what happened that day, but if I had to guess, I would say that reality somehow rewinded itself, or maybe a double reality, where one came before the other, and then it got erased or something. Either way, it was very chilling, I just hope that the thing that came into my house when I had locked the door the first time actually was my cousin. Number two, Haunted Apartment Building, submitted by Kim. I'm a 20-year-old college student, and I live in a large six-story apartment building. Despite being built only two years ago, that doesn't mean the place doesn't have a creepy past. Even though it costs an arm and a leg for rent, and I have to deal with the occasional drunk resident, I do love my apartment building, and I've lived there the entirety of the two years since it was built. To get a better idea of the building, it has six floors, and it's about the length of a football field. It's massive. The thing that throws people off and always gets my friends lost is that it has just one long hallway with separate wings leading off of it. Besides being ridiculously long and narrow, this hallway isn't perfectly straight. It kind of curves and has weird columns that stick out at weird intervals, making it impossible to see all the way down to the end of it. And on either end of the hallway, there is an elevator, and for your information, I live on the sixth floor. Like I said, I've been here two years, but this past summer, Something started to feel different there. I can't really explain it, but you know how certain places just make you feel a certain way or have certain vibes. Well, the vibe here definitely changed. I started to notice it over the summer. Much to my relief, most of the kids who stay here go home over the breaks, so the entire building at the time was much quieter. In the past, during these breaks, I loved being able to walk the long hallways and never run into a single person. And I was able to park wherever I wanted in the garage. But this particular summer was the very first time I got creeped out when I was alone there at night. It never had creeped me out before. I never got any bad vibes from the place at all. It started out as a feeling like I was being followed or watched when walking down the hallway when no one else was there. Sometimes when I was in the elevators late at night, the feeling would come on very strong. And whenever it did, the elevator seemed to slow down and glitch up. Whenever I'd press a floor, it would take far longer for the elevator to arrive at it. And more often than not, the elevator would stop and open up at floors that I never pressed, just random floors. I could never put my finger on what it was or what was happening. But once school started up again, It was filled once more with the hustle and bustle of other people and the creepy energy was long forgotten. Well, I eventually learned from another resident that during spring finals leak of just last year, a resident had killed herself in her apartment and it was just around the same time that things started to be weird in my building. Upon further investigation, I found that she had lived in apartment 514 which was the apartment directly below mine. What was strange was that, though my bedroom is right next to a maintenance storage closet, I would always hear a girl's voice talking like it's on the other side, even though I know for a fact that there's not an apartment next to mine. Better yet, whatever she's saying, it's on repeat every night, as if someone has a cassette player and rewinds it before I go to bed so it plays the same thing over and over. So yeah, it's a little creepy. But I like to assume that it was just sound and conversations traveling through the ventilation, even though I knew that didn't make sense. Aside from that, it wasn't until recently that things escalated. Two events stand out as being extremely odd. The first one being that, on more than one occasion, I've come home, and completely sober, I might add. I went up to the sixth floor, to my apartment at 614, and unlocked my front door. All in all, it was a pretty normal everyday task, until I walk through the front doorway, and I'm not in my apartment. I'm in apartment 514. Only once have I walked into that apartment, and seen someone there. Some girl about my age, doing her homework on her computer, looking just as surprised as I was. After apologizing and leaving, I knew it wasn't the case of me absent-mindedly walking into the wrong apartment for two reasons. The first reason being I stopped using the elevator. At the time, I wanted to be more healthy and I would walk the stairs. Plus, when I go to the sixth floor via the stairs, the stairs end on my floor, so there's really no way to accidentally come out on the wrong floor. And secondly... My key unlocked the door every time this has happened, but the keys are personalized to each apartment, and my key should never be able to unlock any other door, especially apartment 514s. But after this experience, I've tested it, and still the key doesn't work anywhere else. I don't really have any way of explaining all of this. The second weird thing that happened to both my roommate and me is this. In our building, the fire alarms are often pulled by accident and set off frequently. Because of this, I almost never actually evacuate and I just wait in my apartment for them to finally turn off. It's stupid, I know, but I've yet to see anything real cause the fire alarms to go off. My roommate, a sweet play-by-the-rules type-A personality, moved in with me this past semester and isn't used to this So when she first heard the fire alarms go off, she came into my room in a panic. She was convinced that we had to evacuate and despite trying to explain to her my experience with the alarms, I finally decided to humor her because she looked so worried. At this point, the alarms had been going off for 15 minutes, so almost everyone had already had time to leave the building. We walked down the now empty hallway towards the elevator until we got to the door at the end of the hallway. That's right, the door. If you remember, my hallway has an elevator at each end. But that day, for some reason, right where the elevator should have been was just a single door. Even my roommate looked at me confused. I thought maybe I had just underestimated how long the hallway was, and I reached for the door to open it. Uh, Don't! My roommate grabbed my hand from out of nowhere. This is just too weird, I don't like it. I rolled my eyes and thought she was just overreacting, despite me being pretty puzzled myself. I was determined to prove that everything was fine, so I swung the door open. But on the other side, it was just more hallway. We both peered through, unable to comprehend the situation that just kept getting weirder and weirder. This hallway was a clone of mine, and just like it, you can't see down to the end of it because of its weird shape. So we started walking. We walked at a quick pace towards what was hopefully the end of this hallway, and as we stepped through, the door we just walked through swung shut behind us. At the end of this hallway was another door, and at this point, I was getting frustrated and scared. And my roommate was now crying. We were practically running down hallway after hallway, door through door. I don't know how long this went on for. It felt like forever, but it was probably only five minutes or so. It was just so weird, and we were in such a panic that claustrophobia began to set in. Finally, I stopped, afraid we were going to get lost in this never-ending loop of hallways. Let's try going back, I suggested. Quickly, we both turned and opened the door we had just come through, which, unsurprisingly, opened to yet another long strip of hallway. But this time, as we neared the end of it, we were back to where we started, right in front of our apartment room door. As if on cue, the fire alarms finally stopped, and we could hear the evacuated mobs of impatient residents complaining, as they made their journeys back to their apartments. But my roommate and I were frozen there in front of our door, both looking at each other in complete disbelief. What the hell had just happened? Now that we felt safer with everyone back in the building, we decided to dare going back to where the door had been. But now it was gone. It was just a normal-looking elevator, as it was supposed to be. Never in my life had I had such a weird and horrifying experience. I don't know if this is a result of something paranormal or if it falls under more of a glitch in the matrix sort of thing. But either way, I don't think I'll ever be able to explain the things that go on in my apartment building. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Number three, Romance is Crazy, submitted by Justin. I met this girl online and we hit it off right away. We began dating, but only after three weeks she left me for seemingly no reason, saying she just needed to be alone, even though I'm a nice guy, blah, blah, blah. I was hurt by this. In that short time, I very much cared for her, maybe even loved her. It took me a while to get over this relationship and I still think about her. She had broken up with me a day before my birthday. On my birthday, I went out to a club with some friends and the funny thing was, I met a girl there who had the same name as my ex. I was just like, wow, that's a coincidence. Then the night went on pretty normally albeit a little sad. Two months went by and my friend was like, man, you need to get back out there. He said he was meeting a friend who was single and that he'd be happy if the two of us met each other. I was like, okay, so I did. We met up one day and we introduced each other. I gave her my name and she gave me hers. And to my surprise, she also had the same name as those two other girls. At the time, I thought it was kind of funny. We became good friends, but nothing serious. A few months later, I haven't been dating or socializing due to studying. I wanted to be a software engineer. Back then, I thought it'd be a good idea to come up with my own dating app. I downloaded a few to my phone to get some references or examples, and I came across an app called Happen. On that app, The first notification I received was from an administrator. They wanted to greet me and tell me how to get started. But what startled me was the fact that she had the same name. This was four different women now, all with the same name out of nowhere. At this point, I was like, am I going crazy? I finished up my studies and graduation was coming up soon. So I was just looking for a job to pay my tuition fees back. I received a job interview at a local canteen. I was waiting there one day, waiting for the interview, when I looked to my right to see a woman who looked just like my ex's doppelganger. I did a double take. I honestly thought it was her, so I did this stalkerish walk by to check if it was her, but she didn't have blue eyes and her hair was shorter. I was freaked out at this point. I did get the job at the canteen, On my first day I was sitting in the training room. The trainer received a phone call from someone. Once they were off the phone, the other trainer asked who it was just in case it was a business thing. And the trainer replied, it was just Charlotte. And yep, that just so happens to be the names of all the previous girls, but it wasn't any of those girls. It was just another employee at the canteen. Now I was feeling pretty sick Like, what the hell is going on? I'm not crazy, am I? I started research glitches in the Matrix to figure out what was going on, and I think I finally came to the conclusion that what's been happening is truly a glitch in the Matrix. Sure, you might be thinking it's just a coincidence at this point, but let me end this on one more instance of craziness. I received a letter in the mail a day before I published this story, Someone had stolen my identity. They were ordering phone contracts in my name. The letter was from my phone service company, and they gave me a number to an agent that could help me with this situation. I called the number right away, wanting to put an end to this before they did something terrible with my name. When the agent picked up, she said this, "'Hello, thank you for calling. My name is Charlotte. How can I help you today?' I was so taken off guard by this that I didn't reply until she began asking if I was even there. I played it off and went on with my conversation. Look, I know names can be common. I know some names are more popular than others. I know you can go to a new class in school and have three or four people with the same name in one class, but that's not this. These were each personal times where I went out of my way for some reason or another, and each and every time I met some girl with the same name, one after the other after the other. There was no in-between here, just a quick succession of weirdness. Now I'm sitting here creeped out, wondering if there's something special about that name or if reality is a little bit glitchy. Number four, Summer Break in Blue Ridge, submitted by Danny P. This last summer break, my sister and I went to the mountains in Blue Ridge, Georgia. We rented a cabin and were pretty excited to get there. It was about a two and a half hour drive through mostly mountain roads. The GPS was acting pretty spotty and I've had trouble with it before, where it would get confused and send me in a really roundabout way to my destination. As soon as we started getting deeper and deeper into the forests, we began to notice some creepy stuff. At one point, we drove by what looked like an old abandoned trailer. We were driving really slow at this point. We were on a curvy gravel road, so we wanted to be careful. We were just joking around and giggling with each other at how run down this place was when we noticed that a bunch of people began filing out of the old trailer, each of whom stared at us as we drove past. Needless to say, I drove out of there as fast as my four-cylinder car could handle. That wasn't the weirdest part, though. Eventually, my GPS got really, really confused, kept trying to tell me to turn onto roads that didn't exist. And I'm not talking about roads that weren't there anymore. I'm talking about roads that never existed, just deep and thick wilderness. It wouldn't stop wanting us to turn into the trees. I had no idea how to fix it, so I just let it keep going. I thought it would eventually correct itself. And finally, I was right. For a brief moment, it did stop telling me to turn into non-existent roads, but it was replaced with some other message, a message it kept repeating for the next mile. It didn't come with a direction like when it named a road. No, this is what it kept saying. Eyes in the trees. Eyes in the trees. I got goosebumps. For the next mile, we were creeped out more than we should have been. Then it blinked again and was finally giving us correct directions. We did make it to our cabin, but I will never forget that experience. I can honestly say that I've never had a creepy thing like that happen again. My sister remembers it too, and we've never gone back to Blue Ridge ever since. Number five, a full-on Matrix glitch. Submitted by Jasmine65. I live on the gorgeous Olympic Peninsula and I've lived there on and off since the 70s. Late last summer, I posted a classic car for sale on Craigslist and I drove about 15 minutes south of the town I live in to show it to an interested man in his early 50s. I'd been keeping the car at one of my wealthy brother's properties that overlooks beautiful Protection Island and the then snow-covered Olympic Mountains. The house is empty and is positioned at the very end of a cul-de-sac and then down a very steep but short driveway. Not only is the house in the country where there is little or no traffic at all, the road to it is not visible from the property because it's too far below the road above. I'd inherited this cool old car from my deadbeat father, and it was the only thing he had left me when he died. Well, he actually left me 25% of a valuable house in town, but his evil widow intentionally lost it to the banks that I wouldn't inherit it. So instead, I had this car. I'd loved this car ever since I was a kid, and it was where my father had spent much of my childhood, driving stoned or drunk with his favorite drinking buddy when he wasn't at the bar below the apartment. So, as you can imagine, I had deeply mixed emotions regarding this car. Hence, it and all the memories attached to it needed to go to someone who would restore it, hopefully far away from where I live, so I'd never have to see it again. I'm not sure if this event occurred because of the intense emotions I was having at the time, but what transpired while waiting for the prospective buyer to show up is something that will forever be seared into my memory. I'd been sitting in the yard near where the car was parked, taking in the view of the mountains with fresh snow and the bay below. I do admit I was talking to myself, or rather talking to my dead father. I know it might sound crazy to be talking out loud to a dead person, but I thought I'd been a great daughter to him, a good kid, and unbeknownst of his home life, The town had loved and respected him, he just hadn't been good to me. So I was asking him why, why had he treated me with such disdain? Those questions interspersed with silly words of how I wished he was still alive so that I could kick his butt myself, which was ridiculous as he was six foot three and 300 pounds. Needless to say, all of that and letting go of the car, my only inheritance, It was a very tense and dramatic moment for me. The man coming to look at the car was driving all the way from Seattle, about a three-hour trip if you catch the ferry on time and don't hit traffic. So I walked over to where the car was parked to be ready for him. In between spouting off at my dead dad and taking in the view, I was working out the time when this guy should be arriving as I was getting a little bored and anxious. At about the time I expected him to show up, I heard a diesel engine up above and ran up the steep driveway to meet him. When I got to the top, I saw a metallic beige Chevy pickup with a crew cab and a short bed. The driver looked like he wasn't sure if he had the right address and he circled around the cul-de-sac and didn't see me waving at him. He was a fairly handsome guy and he had a passenger, which the man coming to look at my car didn't mention. I didn't get as good of a look at the passenger but it looked to be a woman with long blonde hair wearing a large fur hat that was like a fashion statement. I describe all of these details to explain that I'm pretty observant and I had taken in quite a few details about what I thought to be the folks coming to take my car. Anyway, the driver didn't see me and drove back the way he came, slowly at first, seeming to still be looking for me and then sped off. No problem, I'll just call him and tell him to turn back around. When he picked up his phone, I said, Hey, Jim, I just saw you. You were at the right place. I don't think you could see me where I was. He paused for a second, seeming confused, then said, Uh, I don't think so. We're just now passing through Hadlock and should be there in 20 minutes. Now, keep in mind, I had no idea he was going to bring anyone with him so I had no expectation of what I'd see when he arrived. He seemed genuinely confused when I told him I'd just seen him and his woman friend a moment ago. 15 minutes later, Jim finally drives down the driveway, gets out of his truck that looks exactly like the truck I just saw, and then the woman gets out as well, but it's not a woman. It's his 23-year-old son with long blonde hair, and he's wearing one of those cool fake fur hunting hats with ear flaps. They both walked towards me, hands outstretched to shake mine with big warm smiles on their faces. My mind was reeling to make sense of what had just happened, so my mouth was hanging open. So I must have looked like an idiot when I asked, are you sure you guys didn't just come up here a bit ago looking for me? They just smiled and laughed. They seemed so honest and sincere. I believed them when they said they hadn't. Then, still confused, I walked them over to check out the old car. In the end, the trip wasn't wasted. They bought the car. Once everything was finished, I hopped back in my old Volkswagen van and I drove home silently, except for saying, well, dad, that was definitely weird. I've pretty much always believed that parallel timelines exist, but now I know It's no longer a belief to me. Rather, it's a fact. It's all fun and games until you suddenly glitch into the sky and begin falling right back to Earth. After hearing these stories, I think there is a slight possibility that it could happen at any time if you're unlucky. Like video games, Reality is ruled by unseen codes and physics, and who's to say that those rules are perfect and they don't glitch up sometimes? So keep on living, because before you know it, you might have never existed at all. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And don't forget to send us your real werewolf sightings at reddit.com slash r slash darkness prevails and send us your funny stories at reddit.com slash r slash funny And last but not least, a huge thanks goes out to my newest patron. They are Jay. Thank you very much for giving that extra that you can to support this channel. As always, to anyone listening, stay safe out there and stay creepy.